Welcome to the St. Andrew's Stands Praise Team channel, whose brand name is Stands Worship. We open our manner podcast with expositions on the book of Psalms, as it provides depth in the nature of worship affected. They are not only poetic sources of prayer, hymn, song, wisdom and verse as forms of worship, but also a pillar of knowledge on Yahweh's attributes. They reflect on God's nature. Thus, not surprising, they are at the center of the Bible, both in chapter and verse. They reveal Yahweh is deserving of our worship and their current relevance in our lives today. The Psalms were mainly written by David, Solomon, and the sons of Korah. The first 41 Psalms were written by David, whilst he was a warrior through his kingship, fatherhood, and until his death. May Yahweh guide us as we delve into these chapters. This is Praise Team. Today is Sunday, uh, 24th of February. We are reading Psalms 5. Uh, so Psalms 5, I'll start uh, with verse 1 to 3. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. So here, uh, there's some, uh, there are words where we see, give ear, consider, give heed. Here David longs for an audience with God. Using the Hebrew method of parallelism, he repeats the same idea three times. Lord, please listen to me. So there's also, for to you I will pray. Here uh, David prayed to God. This may sound elementary, but it is an essential aspect of prayer. We often come to prayer so full of our requests or our feelings that we never consciously focus on God and sense his presence. David was a great man of prayer because his prayer time was focused on God. Uh, in order that a prayer should be really unto God, there must be a definite and conscious approach to God when we pray. We must have a definite and vivid re- realization that God is bending over us and listening as we, as we pray. So there's a part he also says, My voice you shall hear in the morning. David made it a point to pray in the morning. He did this because he wanted to honor God at the beginning of his day and set the tone for an entire day dedicated unto God. So here's a secret, guys. You've seen that. Then also he says, in the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. So David gives us what to do before and after prayer. Before we pray, we should direct our prayer. After we pray, we look up with expectancy to heaven, really believing that God will, will answer will answer our prayer. So I will go again to verse 4 to 8. For you are not God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You shall destroy those who speak falsehood. Your Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, 
in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. So here, we can see a contrast between the wicked man and the god, godly man. Let me explain to you why. Uh, here we can see, here he says, you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. So David meditates on the righteous character of God. Our actions matter before a God who hates all workers of iniquity. So we see as David drew closer to God, he became more aware of God's holiness and man's sinfulness. This is a good way to measure how well you are praying and whether, as you pray, you are drawing close to God and uh, or are merely uh, mouthing words. This is so true. If you are drawing close to God, you will become increasingly sensitive to sin, which is in- inevitable since the God you are approaching is a holy God. Then here he says, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. This is David's confidence. It isn't that he is righteous and all other sinners, his ground of confidence is the mercy of God. He also says here, in fear of you I will worship. So we can see David's worship isn't based on his feelings, but in his reverence for a righteous, merciful God. He also says, make your way straight before my face. Here we can see very well, this reflects David's constant reliance on God. He needs God to lead him and to make the way straight. We can see also David's const- uh, contrast between the wicked and the godly is humble, and he knows it is only God's power and work in him that can keep him from the way of the wicked. So I'll move on to verse 9 and 10. Here we can see, uh, okay, let, let me read and you'll see. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is destruction. Their thro- throat is an open uh, tomb. They flatter with their tongue. Pronounce them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against you. So here in these two verses, we can see the description and destiny of the wicked. Like when he starts, he says there's no faithfulness in their mouth. So we can see David focuses on what the wicked say as evidence of their wickedness. David knew what Jesus said. Uh, even later, he says in, uh, in the Bible, but here in this uh, verse you can see our righteousness or wickedness will sooner or later show up in our speech. So by being saying here, David felt the sting of wicked words and lies against him. Yet in this prayer it shows something good brought out of the attacks from the enemy. Thus a man's enemies, while they oblige him to, to pray more fervently and to watch more narrowly over his conduct, often times becomes his best friends. So uh, we can see in another verse they say, they flatter with their tongue. So always be aware of people who flatter you, and especially when they tell you what they, that they do not flatter you. Most of the time, they know that uh, you cannot endure flattery, for you are then being most uh, flu-slomness uh, flattered. Eh? So be on, on your guard against the tongue of the flatterer. This is a quote that was said by someone that I, I thought I should read. Uh, let me say it again. And they that know you cannot endure flattery, for you are then being most flusomely flattered, so be on your guard against the tongue of the flatterer. This is very profound. Then, uh, profound, sorry. Then in another verse here, he says, Let them fall by their own counsels. 
So here we can see David prays that the wicked will come to their deserved end. As rebels against God, they deserve that, okay, I can say it like a guilty sentence. Eh? They actually deserve it because, okay, of course we cannot endure. We may love, we may, we may do all that, but we should not endure wickedness. So let them just come to their deserved, deserved end as rebels against God. So I'll move on to verse 11 to 12. Uh, here it says, But all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. So here we can see the description and the destiny of the, of the righteous. Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Here we can see the righteous the righteousness are those who trust the Lord and love his name. But their righteousness is evident in their words. They rejoice, they shout for joy, and they're joyful in the in the Lord. This is a trait that we can see. And also he comes and says, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. So here we can see this is a permit, a precept, a prayer, and a promise. Then we go to another verse that says, You, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him. Here we can see this is the greatest blessing of all, the favor of God. Knowing that God looks on us with favor and pleasure is the greatest knowledge in the world. This is our standing in grace. As you can see also, a shield, because he says uh, you will bless the righteous and you will surround him. You bless the righteous with favor, you will surround him. We know very well a shield does not protect any one area of the body. It is large and mobile enough to cover any and every area of the body. It is armor over armor. This is how fully the favor of God, our standing in grace, protect us. Can I get an amen? So this is where we'll end. This is how we have seen uh, uh, Psalms 5. Because uh, where will you find a shelter if not from God? So we've learned a lot. I hope you've learned. So I'll end with a, with a word of prayer and then this will be done. Dear Lord, uh, thank you. Thank you for being with us as we shared in your word. Even for those who are part of us and those who are listening to us online, may they be blessed with your word. Thank you for your word through your servant David and thank you for being with him all those years. May also be with us through uh, these years. Uh, in our different capacities of life be with us, whether in school, whether working, whether in businesses, in whatever you're doing. And everything we'll do will all be for you, for the glory and honor of your name. I pray all this, believing and trusting in Jesus' name. Amen.